Okay, to review the course of the Mimer up until this point. The Mimer started off with a question, why do we put the Meneira on the left side? Today, Bezos Hashem, we will finally get to the answer to that question. Why do we put the Meneira on the left side? In Yiddishkeit, we always favor the right over the left. And in order to answer that question, we had a discussion about Chimer and Surah. And we said that there's an importance to recognize that the Chaymer is Yeshus, which is separateness, the Tzura is Bittel, and there's a necessity for the Hagbaras at Tzura ala Chaymer. And when you recognize that the Tzura in everything is the connection to Ebishter, the connection to Ratzin, which is greater than Hishtalshus, then that brings you to a desire to want to get out of the shell, the outer appearance of this world, and connect to that which is higher. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want your Ganeidin, I don't want your Ilam Abba. Dalter says, I don't want anything more than you alone. That's the desire that is aroused inside of a person. And that desire helps a person with the turning over the bitter into sweet, the Aveda that we do, milmata lamayla. And when we turn over the bitter into sweet, then that causes that Hashem in response turns over the darkness into light. When we do the Aveda from below to above, then Hashem shines from above to below. And that we used as the initial explanation of Kiner Mitzvah Vatayra are that when we do the Aveda of Ner Mitzvah, when we do the Aveda of working below and refining the below, then that allows that the light should shine from above. But we said that that's an insufficient explanation. We want something deeper because the words Kiner Mitzvah Vatayra are seemingly are saying that the R emanates from the mitzvah. Why does the Torah emanate from the mitzvah? Why does, the, just like the candle is the source of the light, why is the Torah the source of the, of, uh, why is the mitzvah rather, the source of Torah, if anything, it's the opposite, the Torah seemingly is the source of mitzvah. So in order to explain this, we launched into a lengthy discussion of Isis, letters, and we said that letters aren't what they seem. It seems that letters are something which is external, something on the outside. But as you can sit, you have a safer? You have a safer? You can sit next to me. Um, if you want. I'm not that, trouble this morning. I'm not that scary. Um, the, seemingly, the... The... The ACAs are what happens when I need somewhere to put, to put my thoughts, I put them into ACAs, my words into ACAs, my writing into ACAs. In other words, it's a keli which happens afterwards. But the Maimir says that's not the case. ACAs, in fact, are deeper. They're deeper than the machshava, dibor, and maisa, the thought, speech, and action. In fact, they're deeper even than the midas and the seichel. They're before the seichel. The ACAs are higher than hishtalshalus. The chachma is the beginning of hishtalshalus, right? 
the Oseis come before that. The Oseis are a medium to draw out Ossa, to draw out the essence of the soul and bring that essence of the soul down into beginning in its racious iskalus, in the beginning of its revelation in Chachma, and then continuing through Seichel, and then in Midas, and then in Machshava, Dibur, etc. So the Oseis not part of the spirits? Oseis are deeper. The Oseis reflect the Ratzin and the essence of the Ratzin, not just the Chitzin Yisratzin, but the essence of the Ratzin, the essence of the person. The essence of the neshama and also in Seydish Talshos, the essence of godliness. Okay? Good? Good? Now we continue. Now we get to back to Hanukkah. But first, we need to talk a little bit more about the candle that we started talking about. And the idea is, Shaha'aras or Haner, who al Yidei, Shiesh or Saviv, Avir, excuse me, the way that a candle shines is from air. Yeshua, why does a candle need air to shine? What? It can't burn without air. Now what the... What? Yes? You can see? That's what I was waiting for. So you can see learned in science class that fire is made from a certain chemical reaction that requires oxygen in order to be able to burn. And therefore, Masha'in came below Aver without air, Yichbe, it will become extinguished, and it will not shine at all. Therefore, you can't cover a candle with a Kli on Shabbos because it's going to suffocate the candle and yichbe, it's going to become extinguished. Shelo yichbe, you don't want to extinguish it. Shemach maskvies akli because as a result of turning over this vessel, you are holding back the air which is surrounding the light, and therefore it's not able to shine. But we know in Chassidus that the chemical reactions that you learn about in science class, they're true, but they're just an a result an effect. They're because there's something beprimious going on. Why is the chemical reaction just so? Why is it really that a candle needs oxygen in order to be able to burn? Because there's something beruchnius, there's something in the engine going on over here. The light that's flashing on your dashboard is indeed telling you that you need to check your engine but you're not going to fix it by disconnecting the wires that are causing that light to flash. You need to go to its source. And we're going to go to the source of the relationship between Avir and Ur. Vahainu, this is because Kiya Avir Gairim Lies Haaras Ur Haner. The air is what causes that there should be the shining of the light. Lefi because she'avir hu oisies or yud. The word avir has in it the letters aleph vav and resh or, and it has a silent letter inside of it. The letter yud. The letter yud, which is a silent letter. 
Because the air is the source of the light. The reason why light needs air in order to be able to shine is because this air is similar to the Isis which we spoke about earlier. Just like these Isis are this intangible letter, level, excuse me, inside of you that allows there to be das and then midas and then thought and speech in letters which are communicating them, which are allowing them to be able to be brought down. But it's it's the beginning, it starts off even before the Chachmah. The, when we speak about the R, we're speaking about the R Haner. Ner mitzvah, the Torah R. We're discussing a Ner. We're discussing a candle. But how is that represented by a silent Yud? Because that silent Yud, that's the Isis. That's the silent Isis, which are intangible, which are silent, which are not recognizable, but suddenly the Chachma goes and clothes itself in them, and then the Chachma is able to be communicated to the machshava, to the thought, and from the thought to the speech. And then you have the Isis of Dibur, Am Va'om Kilshayne. Ki hayud shabahelem Isis Aver. This Yud which is hidden inside of the letters of Aver, hu helem ha'ar. It's the concealment of the light. Uboi va'al yadei nimshach v'yetsa ha'ar me'ahelem el hagilu. And it's through it. It's in it and through it that the light goes from concealment to revelation. So when you look at the candle, what you see is the R, the shining light. But really there's something deeper over there. There's that silent Yud, there's that Avir, which is allowing the light to shine, just like the Isis, which the Isis are not boilets. The Isis don't stick out. The Isis are supposed to be silent, they're supposed to be quiet. They're just the communication of the Chachma, the Midas, the Machshava, Dibor, and of course in Maisa, the Isis that you look at. But these letters are not just something which we're using in order to be able to allow the earth to shine. They in fact are the source of the earth itself. Just like the level of Isis, which are higher than Torah, that we said that although the letters in the Sefer Torah, they communicate words and the words have meaning. Our 613 mitzvahs are derived from them. Our understanding of a Teisvis or a Rajba or a Shver Rambam are derived from these Isis. But the truth is that the Isis are deeper than the Torah itself, the way that the air is deeper than the air. Visham hu shayrish umikara mitzvahs. Over there is the source of the mitzvahs. Shahin mushrashis biratsin ha'alyan. Even though a mitzvah comes down and it's telling us to do something just so to put on tefillin and the tefillin have to have a certain shape, a certain size, a certain color and so on and so forth. And we have to wrap them just the right way in order to fulfill the mitzvah properly. And all of that is the ACS as they are on the lower level that are communicating just specific things. But really what the tefillin are representing is this the 
the, the tzura of existence, the form, which is the Eibishter's Ratzin. Why do we put on tefillin? Because that's what Hashem wants. So even though it's true that the way we perform the mitzvah, certainly the Torah is the source of the mitzvahs. But the depth, the essence of the mitzvahs are deeper than the Torah. They're the level of the oisies of the Torah, which are deeper than the or ha which shines. They're what allows the or of Torah to be able to shine the way the Aver allows the or ha to shine. That's Shein Mashrashis Berats and Aliyam Baruch Hashalamayla Mechachma Bechinas Leiraisa Mechachma Nafkas, the level of Eiraisa Torah, which comes out of the level of Chachma, that Chachma, as we've said a number of times, that's the Reishis Agila, the beginning of the revelation of the Isis, but the essence of the Isis is much deeper. Therefore, when we perform a mitzvah, what are we doing when we're performing a mitzvah? We're shaping the environment around us to be. In sync with the Ratzin of Hashem. When you walk into a mitzvah environment, then you're walking into an environment which is perfectly in sync with the Ratzin of Hashem. When you walk into an environment which isn't a mitzvah environment, but there's one mitzvah being performed, you're on a street corner and there's someone putting on tefillin, then it's molding at least that moment, that spot. That little space that it should be according to the Ratzin Hashem, you're tapping over there into this power of the Isis, which are higher. This is Bechinas Aver, the level of Aver, the Ar Yud, that Gurim Lahair Ar Hatira. That's what allows the light of Torah to be able to shine. So this is a much deeper explanation of Ner Mitzvah Torah Ar. Because it is indeed the mitzvah, which is the candle, which is the source of the light. It's the Ratzin Ha'elyon, the Oisius. That's what allows the shine to be in Torah. Otherwise, Torah is just Chas V'Shalem, Rechman Litzlan, a book. It's just another book on your shelf. What makes it into Torah? What gives it that light? What gives it that uniqueness? That's when you learn it with bittel to that which is higher than the words which you're reading, to the Ratzin Elgin, to the Neusin HaTorah, the Eibishter who gave us the Torah. And we're, we continue this idea, we continue this concept by looking at mitzvahs a little bit closer, which we find that kikol ha mitzvahs nekreis b'shem tzedaka, all mitzvahs are called tzedaka. K'me shekasav u'tzedaka tiyelanu ki nishmer lasis is called a mitzvah hazais. A mitzvah hazais. It will be a tzedaka for us if we do all of the mitzvahs. Why are all mitzvahs considered tzedaka? When you give tzedaka, what are you doing? What's the concept of tzedaka? Gemilas chasadim. It's righteousness. That's correct. Why is it righteousness to give tzedaka? More than that. Why is it righteousness to give of yourself to someone else? What do I owe him? That's the whole point. You don't owe him anything and you're giving something. Why is that a point? To give someone who you don't owe anything. Why is that important? It is, but why is that something which is necessary? If I don't owe him anything, I'm walking down the street, there's this popper sitting on the corner, and he's asking for tzedakah, I never met him, I never saw him, I don't owe him anything, I don't, I don't, he never did anything for me. Why should I give him something? Because you owe nothing, just like he owes nothing. Explain. Because everything 
Because just like Hashem, there's kindness for us. We have to do kindness for someone else. So the concept of tzedakah is giving someone who you owe nothing to. Otherwise it's not tzedakah. Otherwise it's a repayment of a debt. Otherwise it's an investment. If it's true tzedakah, I get nothing from it. Not a thank you. Certainly not any benefit. And why is that the right thing to do? Because like Yikasiel says, that's what Hashem does for us. Hashem owes us nothing. And Hashem gives us everything. All mitzvahs are called tzedakah. Why are all mitzvahs called tzedakah? Because when we give tzedakah, it's a hamshacha and a hashpa'a to give life to ruach shvalim, to the spirit of those who are low. That means that we're bringing down energy to someone who is impoverished, someone who is unfortunate, someone who has nothing of his own. And when we do that, we know that what we do below is reflected by Hashem above. When we do the Aveda from below to above, then Hashem responds from above to below. When we create the Ner Mitzvah, then Hashem brings the Torah R. And so too, when we give tzedakah, we arouse above a level of hamshacha to give life to ruach shvalim to the spirit of those who are low, to those who are impoverished, to those who have nothing, meaning us. Because by him there is no great person. There is no goat, there is no wot. You don't have anything special. There's nobody that can stand up and be important in front of the Abishter. Kula Kalei Chashiv. Vahakol Nikraim Shvalim Vidalim Atzleisbach. Everyone is called low and impoverished before him. Blessed be he. Vaham Shachis Vahashbois Hain Hain Or Hatera. That which is being drawn down. That is the light of Tera. The energy that we have in our home. When you walk into a Friday night suda and you have a beautiful, godly, spiritual environment, atmosphere, something that you're able to feel, you walk into a Friday night suda and you feel, wow, this is, this is something special. This is something unique. Where does that uniqueness come from? That's the Urha Torah. That's the light of Torah. That's the light, the energy which Hashem invests inside of our actions. We create the keli, we create the vessel, the mitzvahs. And when we create the the mitzvahs, then Hashem invests the energy, the light into that atmosphere which we create. We do the ner mitzvah. And the ner mitzvah then becomes the source from which the world around us is able to be ignited, lit up and shine. Ki ar v'shefa hakol echod. Ar and shefa are all the same thing. doesn't mean literally the same thing because as we're learning in Hamanas Aleikus, ar and shefa are two very different things. Ar and shefa could be considered opposite things. But for our purposes, the Maim is saying, influence. But for our purposes, the Maim is saying, ar and shefa, they're the same idea. That means the ar which Hashem gives us, the shef which Hashem gives us, it's all the same thing. It's that energy which is coming from above, that's lighting up, that's igniting, that's giving life, that's 
giving animation to our empty actions uh, otherwise, to the actions which we're performing from below. Chazal teach us that someone who says, all I have is Torah, he doesn't even have Torah. What does that mean, he doesn't even have Torah? What does that mean, he doesn't even have Torah? Why can't he have Torah without Gemilas Chasadim? There's two things. There are certain people who are huge Talmidei Chachamim and certain people who are big Askanim. Some people who are busy learning Torah and some people who are busy running Hatzalah, helping poor people, um, and so on and so forth. They're big into Askanos. They're helping in so many different ways. Why does someone who says, Ainli Alatayra, Afilatayra Ainli? So the Mimer is saying, because without Siddhaka, without Ner Mitzvah, what do you have? If empty letters, empty letters, they're useless. The letters need the life of the soul. You need the soul of Torah, the Ur of Torah, the light of Torah. And that you accomplish only when you have Gemilas Chasadim. When you have the Ner Mitzvah, when you have the environment, when you set yourself up properly in order to be able to allow that the Torah should shine. Which is Tzedaka. The light of Torah does not shine for him. That's what it means, even Torah does not have. The Torah doesn't have a connection to him. Because what does it mean that the Torah has a connection to him? It means that when I study Torah, the light of godliness is, is infusing me, is enveloping me. And that doesn't happen if I'm not a proper vessel. Through Ner Mitzvah. The Torah just remains Oisius, as it says, letters which are flying in the air, letters which are above, letters which are separated. We need to do the work from below. As it says in the Zayar, the famous statement, Ruach, it doesn't have that word over here in front of you, Ruach. Ruach means the Veda that you do be, from below, the spirit that you have, the energy that you have, the davening with kavana, the doing a mitzvah with excitement and alacrity. That's the Ruach. That's your Ruach. That's Amshich Ruach Va'aisi Ruach from above. It draws down a response from Hashem, a reflection to what you're doing. The Ruach, the first Ruach, that's the Ner Mitzvah. The next two Ruachs are the Teirah That happens from above. But the Maimah is now going to address, why does it say it in a double language, because we're starting, the Maimah says, from a level which is deep within the soul, deep within the essence of Hashem, deep within the essence of everything. That's the level which is higher than Seder Shtashlis. That needs to be drawn down. That's the level of Ratzin which you draw down through your Tefillah, like we said. That when you daven and you put energy into the words, then those letters, they reach up to the crown of Hashem and they draw down a new ratzin through Hashem's chachma down into Seder Ishtal and so on. 
So perush meaning ruach haynu bechinas aver hanal. That's the level of aver of air which we spoke about earlier. Umitchila amshech mekar bechinas aisis. First, you have to draw down from the aveda that you do below, from the ruach, the initial ruach. Your amshech, you draw down mekar bechinas aisis, the source of the level of letters. Va'achakach icy umamshech then icy icy and oisiyos are the same language. Icy oisiyos it draws down. That means it's, it doesn't just um, uh, bring it, that it should now be available. That's the original Amshech, but then I see it draws it down. It, it brings it in a way which is practical. Umamshech, Hamshachas, or in Seif Barakul, Bechachma, Interchachma, which is Rashis, Gili HaOisiyas, which is the beginning of the revelation of letters, because that's where you're able to now suddenly see the letters. The letters that exist before Chachma, they're like the silent Yud, which are intangible. The letters that exist inside of Chachma, they suddenly start to take form, and then in Bina they take even more form, and in Das, and then in Midas they become more practical, and then in Machshava Dibur and Maisa, as we've spoken, that is the racious skill Ha'asis Lias Ar that there should be this level of Teira Ar, and now we could get to Chanukah. So how do we, how does the Bachar get to a level, and not get to a level, but how do we? have an active understanding that when we're speaking, when we're thinking, when we're discussing, that the letters, the words, everything is from a deeper level, not just something that's coming out of We learn the mimer again and again and again until it becomes something real to us, not just something that some uh, old goat is... Uh, well, I thought a goat is a good thing. Oh, 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 the good goat. The good goat, the bad goat, whatever, whichever goat. <laughs> But some some old goat is, is saying from the the front of the classroom. <laughs> a goat, a goat. It depends who. It depends which day. Um, the so not something that some old man is saying from the front of a classroom, but something which is alive by you. B'chaleifin. Let's finish. Ubazay yuvan. With this we could understand. Inyan mezuzah mimin v'nerchanek amismam. The idea of the mezuzah on the right side and the nerchanek on the left side. So before we understand why the Ner Hanukkah is on the left side, first we have to understand what the mezuzah is and why the mezuzah is on the right side. Ki mezuzah The mezuzah, just like tzedakah represents al mitzvahs, the mezuzah too represents al mitzvahs. And all of this idea that we are speaking about, the mitzvah, the ner mitzvah, the mitzvah which lifts everything up, that's exactly what the mezuzah is. That's usually surrounded by mitzvahs. It's not that you're surrounded by two mitzvahs, you're surrounded by all mitzvahs. All mitzvahs. All mitzvahs. That's beautiful. Mimata from below to above, like the level of mitzvahs. What's the Inyan So the Inyan who? What does it say inside of the mitzvah? It says, In the mitzvah it speaks about Shema and Vahayim Shemaya. What's in Shema and Shvayim Shmaya? Echad v'hafta. Echad is the unity of Hashem, v'hafta is the love of Hashem. B'chol levavcha, b'chol nafshecha, b'chol meidecha. That's b'chinas hala. That's a level of lifting up. What's lifting up? The echad v'hafta, that's lifting up. The oneness of Hashem and the love of Hashem that comes from that oneness, that's lifting up. We put this in the Pesach Habayis, in the doorway of the 
Home. To lift up the house, everything inside of it. Everything that you own. Think about what you own. Think about what you own. You have a book, a telephone, a computer, a pillow, sneakers, a basketball, etc., etc. Right? Think about all these different things that you own. In all of the letters. Bring them into the letters. That they should be bottle to Avas Hashem Bechol Meidecha. To love of Hashem with all of your Meid, meaning Bechol Meidecha. With all of your money. That's what Meid means practically. It means money. Why is money called Meid? Why is money called Meid? You, you use a lot of it for the Maladim? You use a lot of it. So Good. What do you, what do you value most? Okay. Money is because money accumulates. It accumulates. Even if you have just $13.77 in your bank account like I do. I know it's in the red. Um, $17.50. But no, it's okay. I'll get it back. Um <laughs> Yeah, even if you have just that amount of money in your bank account, but still, it's an accumulation of a lot of different things. Just like your stuff, which we spoke about, and the, these words, don't, don't, don't leave yet, Shalmer. Just like the stuff that you have. So in Bechol Tevis, I was also thinking that it could mean in all of the boxes that you have. You have all sorts of boxes at home. What do you mean that you have all sorts of boxes at home? So at home, you have a refrigerator, a treadmill, a computer, a wife, Kids, friends, telephones. Yeah, each one is its own box, its own category. Its own. The refrigerator is telling you to do one thing. The treadmill is telling you to do something very different. The wife wants one thing. The kids want something else. And so on and so forth. Each box is its own world. And a person could start to feel scattered. Just like completely all over the place. All over the place. When, when I was reviewing the Mimer last night, what came to mind when I was a kid, tell me if you, you, you've seen this, I remember a toy. It has like a string with a bunch of beads. And like the beads are just like lying. And then you press it and the string becomes taut and then it has like the form of a man. Seen such I a toy? Similar, huh? yeah. similar to Mexican it's, uh, You like press the button, it makes the string top, and it pulls all the beads together, and then the beads become like a form. You've, you've never seen that? I've never seen that. No? No? Transformers. Huh? Transformers. <laughs> Not Transformers, no. It was a toy, whatever. You, uh, so you know what I'm talking about? You don't know what I'm talking about? Described. There's no, a Mexican no. toy with like a little like, like a loose stick figure on the string, and then you squeeze the it's made of wood. You squeeze the sides, and it starts doing backflips to get gymnastics. Okay, the nakuda is that a lot of times our life is like that. It's a bunch of beads just like lying all over the place, uh-huh. scattered, yeah, pulling us in very opposite and different directions, and we have to like pull it all together. When when I was. Uh, 
think it was around 12. It's going through a rough patch. This isn't, this isn't the most pleasant uh, story. It's, uh, but my father told me then uh, a story to try to like draw me in, and that story always stuck with me for obvious reasons. He says that uh, that there were two women that were in the subway station together, and uh, um, one of them fell in the path of the oncoming subway. And her friend, she had her back turned, and she turns around, and she suddenly sees like the lady who she was with before. And her, head is in one place, her hand is somewhere else, her foot is somewhere else, and so on and so forth. She turns to her and says, Marcy, pull yourself together. (laughs) 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 Sometimes we're like that. We're all over the place. We're all over the place. The idea of the mezuzah is to pull us together. It's to pull us together. What does the mezuzah do? You take the mezuzah, you put it on the right side of the home. What you're saying is that everything inside of this home, all the things that we mentioned, whether it's the refrigerator, the basketball, the telephone, everything that we've mentioned, (coughs) it's all enveloped in Echad, the oneness of Hashem. And therefore it's all there in order to help us achieve the Havta, loving Hashem. With all of your many, what does your many mean? Your scatteredness, your coins, your accumulation, all these things that you accumulate, all these things that you put together, all of this needs to be part of the Echad, the oneness of Hashem, the unity of Hashem. All of it needs to be infused with the Vahavta. And then it's not scattered anymore. Then it's all pulled together. One unit, one thing, one essence. And it's all clearly following the same line, the same common denominator, the same string, pulling it all together. That's what the idea of the mezuzah is. The mezuzah says everything inside of this home is there in order to achieve a unified purpose. That's why we put the mezuzah on the right side of the door. You walk into the door and the mezuzah is on your right. Because the right hand embraces. What's an embrace? An embrace is where you go over to a person and say, you love them. Which part of them do you love? Not just their face. That's a kiss. That's a loving gaze. That's words. The hug is deeper. The hug expresses a love to the entire person, even to his back, even to his lowest parts. That's the vimina techabkeni, that's the mezuzah. The mezuzah gives a huge embrace and hugs (laughs) everything together, pulls everything up from the bottom. Like a person who hugs his friend, he brings him close to him. He pulls them all together. He brings them all inside of this embrace. And he says, you're all part of it. 
Kach nimshach yimin mekarevis. So too is drawn down the yimin mekarevis. Lahalis elav yisbarch kol habal akarev elav yisbarch to lift up to him, blessed be he. Anyone who's coming to be closer to him, blessed be he. In other words, the mezuzah is the embrace, that we are embracing our home and we're making our home into a ner mitzvah. A ner mitzvah meaning that we're lifting everything up from below to above and bringing it into Hashem's embrace. Avil ner but the candle of Hanukkah, who hamshachas are at That's the drawing down of the light of Torah. Because what do we say in Valanisim? Hayivanim ratzu lashkicham Torah secha. The Yivanim wanted us to forget your Torah. Didn't we learn that the menorah has nothing to do with, to do with the miracle? Didn't we learn that the menorah has nothing to do with the miracle? Which miracle? The miracle. I don't know what you mean. Could be. After. He's saying that the the midnayer is not essential to the to the mitzvah. Only that we have the midnayer. Like it could be a bunch of candles. It doesn't have to be on the midnayer. That's that itself is chilukideis. In any case, the Yivanim wanted to cause us to forget your Torah. What does it mean to cause us to forget your Torah? The Yivanim appreciated Torah. The Greeks were the biggest philosophers. And what greater philosophy book is there than Torah? Torah has the greatest debates. Torah has the greatest philosophy. But what they wanted us to forget was Torah Sacha, that it's your Torah, the Abishter's Torah. In other words, they wanted it to be ours. They didn't want that embrace. They didn't want that essence. They didn't want that essential light to shine in the Torah. They didn't mind the Torah itself. What they minded was the Ur HaTorah, the light of Torah, which comes from the Oseis of Torah. And that's why it's on the left side. Because the menorah that we're lighting is coming to represent the opposite of the Yavanim. Some people think that Hanukkah is a time when you're supposed to play dreidel. Hanukkah is a time when you're supposed to go away from yeshiva, run off, go on um, toboggans. And do To Go on toboggans, go run and play and do mitzayim. But Hanukkah is a time when we're supposed to increase in Torah. Lashkicham Torah is what the Yivanim wanted us to do. We have to do the opposite of what the Yivanim tried to do. We have to increase in Torah study. And Torah is represented in the left side. As it says in the Pasuk, in from Hashem's right hand came out the fire of Hashem's law. The fire of Hashem's law, that's the Torah. The Torah is fire. Fire is gvura. Um, the, um, the mayim, water, is chesed. Fire lifts up, it burns, it consumes, it elevates. And water draws down. Chesed goes down. Gvura brings up. Miminoi, from the right side of the Abishter, meaning from the Yemin of the Mezuzah, from the power of the Yemin of the Mezuzah, from the power of Chesed. But what comes from there? The, the, the Kayach of Torah. Shatera Nimshel Eish, because Torah is compared to fire, Kanaida as is known. 
ubefrat she iker mitzvahs ner Chanukah is laher barchutz b'rshus harabim. The mezuzah is focusing inside. Focusing inside, you take the right hand and you draw it into a big embrace and then you're pulling the string together and it's all one because after all, everything inside of your house is yours. And who are you? You're a Yid, you're a Chassid. And everything that you have is there to represent your identity. So ultimately, if you have it, even though it seems externally that it's just a bead rolling around on the floor, it seems like there's nothing tying it together. But when you bring out that mezuzah, when you bring out that light, that energy, then you're able to pull it all together, you're able to energize, energize it all in a way that you're able to recognize what it's all about. The Yemine But you want to go outside. The mezuzah al Pesach Mi to light up the street, to light up the Ture de Preda, the Bechinas Rabim Hainu Ture de Preda, the mountains of separateness, which is represented by the Sklipa, Mibchinas Zayin Umas, from the level of Zayin Umas, Shagam Sham, Sham, Yair, or Hashem, Kdushasi, that over there too, the light of Hashem and His Holiness should shine, Shaloyehe, Helen, Vehester, Kamesha, Haya, Bimecha, Shemenoi, Shayratsu, Ayyvanim, Lashkicham, Terisaka. We want that there should never again be a repetition of the time of the Yivanim, that we should no longer have Lashkicham, Terisaka, that we should have more Terah study, that we should have more light of Terah. When the Chashmenoim won over the Yivanim, they established that you have to draw down the light of Torah also in the place of many, in the Torah, the Preda, in the mountains of separateness, in the places of, of outside, in the places of Yeshus, that over there too you should have the light of Torah permeate. Now to have the light of Torah permeate, my home, that's easier. That you use the yamin, that you use the love, that you use the embrace. But if you want it to penetrate outside, that's the power of the menorah, the unique power of the menorah, which is available only then that it should permeate even into the lowest yeshus of the world, the most chaymer part of the world, the part of the world that belies God's existence. The ture de preda, for that you need the punch of the Meneira, the power, the energy of the Meneira, which goes out into the world with Gevura, with strength, and says, Hashem hu ha'alikim. What is Alikim? What is Tava? What is Tzimtzum? It all comes from Yudke Vavke, that Gadol Havaya Vadineinu Mikol Alikim, as we learned earlier in this Maimer. V'hinei Sherish Zayin Ha'umais, is Reisha the Esav. The beginning of the seven nations is the head of Esav. And what's the head of Esav? Be'itzvah the Yitzchak, in the lap of Yitzchak. As we know, the famous story that Dan's son, Chushim ben Dan, knocked off Esav's head like a ball, and it went rolling, and it landed in Yitzchak's lap, you know the story? And Yitzchak looked down and he laughed. It landed in Yitzchak's lap where he's interred in Maris HaMachpela. And Yitzchak looked down at his lap and saw his son Esau's head sitting over there and he laughed. Why did he laugh? He laughed because the head returned to its source. Loved Yitz- Yitzchak loved Esau. Yitzchak loved Esav because Yitzchak recognized the strength of Esav, the power of Esav, the power of Esav to go out into the world 
and to possibly refine the world. Esav didn't live up to that potential. But when the head was back where it belonged, in the source of that potential, in the source of Yitzchak, Yitzchak represents Gvur as opposed to his father Avram, who represented Chesed. Yitzchak represents Gvura, and that Gvura is um, uh, back on the lap of Yitzchak, back where it belongs. The only reason, though, that Yitzchak was not able to lift up Esav is because for that you need Yaakov, for that you need the Kayach of Teferis, the Kayach of Emes, the Kayach of Teira. That's what Yaakov represents. And then you're able to even go out into the world with the Meneira and to uplift the world and to shine into the world. But you can't have the Chanukah Meneira on the left side. If you don't have the Bechinas HaMezuzah Shabimin, if you don't have the Mezuzah on the right side, you need the Mezuzah on the right side, you need the Ner Mitzvah in order that there should be the Torah R. Without the Avaida that you do to refine yourself, to lift yourself up, to transform yourself, to make sure that you are in line and in sync with the Ratzin of Hashem, you're not able to have the Ur of Torah, which is able to permeate into the outside. And what's going to happen, Chas V'Shalom, is if you go outside, you're going to get swallowed up by that darkness as well, God forbid. Shehi bechinas Allah. You first need to have the level of Allah. Shalidei Allah zu nasa bechinas hamshacha. Now you have the ruach. I see ruach. Amshech ruach. I see ruach. That, but first you need the ruach from below to be able to be amshech ruach. I see ruach. V'nimshach gam b'makom achishach. Bechinas Torah the prayer. Then you're able to go even into the place of darkness, into the mountains of separateness. Ki ikra adaber liyas achishach dafamir. Because the whole point is that the darkness should shine. The whole point of creation is that you should be able to recognize the God which is the transformation of the darkness into light what does the world stand on what does the world stand on so different people think the world stands on different things some people think the world stands on the stock market some people think the world stands on the sports teams and so on and so forth. But the Torah tells us differently in the Gemara and Satan says, Alma Malcolm Akaim, Amen Rabba Dagadita. So we already <coughs> learned earlier in this Mimer <coughs> about the power of Amen Yeheshme Rabba. About how when we answer Amen Yeheshme Rabba with all of our strength, then the Abishter is Minanea Bereshe, the Abishter nods his head and draws down a new Ratzin into the world and recreates the world, reforms the world, draws down a new energy into the world. The Gemara says over here that what does the world stand on? After you learned Torah, after you learned Agadita, Agadita is the Aramaic parts of the Gemara, the stories of the Gemara. When we answer Amen Yehishmei Rabbah to that, that's what gives the world its existence. Ki Agadita B'chinas Targum. Agadita is the level of Targum, of Aramaic. Shekol HaTalmud Hubilashon Targum. Because the Gemara is all written in Aramaic. V'targum B'chinas Acherayim D'Ketusha Davka. Targum is the reflection, the opposite side of Kedusha, the translation of Kedusha. K'shinim Shachlias Yehishmei Rabbah Mevarech. When we're able to draw down Amen Yehishmei Rabbah Mevarech. What does that mean? That we're drawing down the holy and powerful name of Abishter, even into there, even into the Targum. That even the level of Targum, which is the level of Achirayim, also shines with godliness. Then, that's what the world is all about.